What's up? How's it going, Chris? Good. I bowled great tonight. That's how you want to start off the the night, having a good bowl of night. Yeah, bowling with a migraine, and I still shot a 650, so I'm happy. Nice. That's living the dream right there. (laughs) All right, well, we got uh, a lot of stuff to cover because we had a bye week last week, so we'll kind of make up for that and uh, talk about some of the new stuff that happened. So let's start off with... First and foremost, the breaking news of the day for today was Bruce Arians of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the head coach, stepping down to take more of a front office role with the Buccaneers. Um, I'm assuming with the Buccaneers, at least. And then uh, Todd Bowles, now the defensive coordinator, stepping up and becoming the head coach. How does this impact Tom Brady? How does this impact the team in general? Uh, you think it's going to be much of a difference or it's basically he's just taking over what Bruce Arians already created? I think he's already – he's just taking over what Arians already created. Um, the big thing, though, is there's been rumor mill about Brady wanting to be traded over to Miami. But, <laughs> like, I don't know what – I mean, I'd give him a beast of a team with everything Miami's done, but why – what would a team offer to trade for a 45-year-old quarterback that is going to retire next year? <laughs> like, he, he technically retired this year and then came out of retirement. So, what yeah. what do the Dolphins actually offer to the Bucks for him? Like Five first picks. Five first picks. No, the, like, that can't even be a serious, like, thought. The guy is 45 years old. You're going to ruin your entire future on – a chance at getting an old washed-up Tom Brady? No, it's more so risking all of that to get one Super Bowl because that's all you get out of them, basically, is one Super Bowl. If they even make it, they still have to <laughs> They still have to get past Josh Allen and the Bills. Then they got to get past the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos, who have all beefed up. And then you have the Ravens who are going to be in the mix, the Bengals in the mix, and now the Browns, if Deshaun Watson can actually play. You know, I mean, the AFC is stacked. Does he really <laughs> want to come back over to the AFC and, like, tarnish his career? Oh, I played with Miami Dolphins, and we didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, that's how the um, the players who don't know when to retire usually end their career, right? They usually end up not riding off into the sunset like a Peyton Manning, you know, because they, they're not smart enough to know when to call it good. So, yeah, he I mean, potentially Tom Brady, he, as smart as everyone says he is, he might not be emotionally smart enough to know when to hang it up. And he yeah. might think, well, I, I, I can go back and do it again. I'll prove that I can do it on three different teams. I mean, everyone's giving credit to LeBron because he did it on three different teams. So, you know, maybe Tom Brady's trying to go down the same route. Like, I want to show that I can win on any team. Like, literally put me on any team and they're going to win type of thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I just don't know about 
how much he really has left in the tank. Like, don't don't get me wrong, he's forty five years old and he's still throwing the ball better than I ever could. But <laughs> still, like, dude, it's it's time to hang it up. Like, you're already the the most Super Bowl winning quarterback of all time. Like, you've proven yourself over and over. You have nothing left to prove. Like, you are a shoe in first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, just hang it up. It's time. Yeah, and I think he'll regret not staying with it because I feel like, like you said, you know, maybe they don't make the playoffs or if they do, you know, they're not going to make. The first time then, like you should just call it quits then. (laughs) You win at home, first team to ever do that win the Super Bowl at home without playing a single playoff game at home, you know, and then you win at home, hang it up. Like, you've proven yourself. Like, you you proved that you didn't need Belichick to win. Yep. Like, That's the big thing, yeah. <laughs> like you, you already proved it, that it wasn't the system that got you there. It was you. It's time to hang it up, man. Let the young kids come in and, and try to prove themselves, you know. But I don't know, like – he he remind he's starting to remind me of Brett Favre, and it's. I was gonna say yeah, Brett Favre, yeah. <laughs> it's, Retire it's four different times and come back <laughs> to four different teams, <laughs> and then go to the NFC Championship with a what thirteen and three team, or twelve and four team, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, it, it'll be interesting. I think uh, top goals will do well, but. Um, you know, he's got to think long-term and think, you know, who am I going to replace Tom Brady with? Because, yeah, like you said, you, you're only going to get a year out of him, you would think, at least. So you, you got to think more long-term as the new head coach, what what your plan is going forward. And I don't know if the best idea is to get someone in the draft this year because obviously the draft isn't really stacked with quarterbacks. So, you know, it is the plan to, you know, mortgage your future to get a quarterback from some other team or, you know, what, what's the best option for them after, after that going forward to kind of rebuild and, and continue with what they have. So um, it'll be interesting because Bruce Arians came in and basically built that team in free agency. Like he, he brought in all those players from free agency basically by having Tom Brady. And then Tom Brady, of course, has the pull because he's considered the GOAT. And he got all these players to come and play with them because, you know, I mean, hell, he got Rob Gronkowski to come out of retirement to play with them to, to win another Super Bowl. So, I mean, Tom Brady has that pull. So once you don't have him anymore, you know, what, what, what what's going to be your plan going forward after that? So it's kind of interesting that Bruce Arians backed out now uh, and then now Todd Bowles kind of has to make up for all the stuff that he put together. I mean, he gets the one one year of every having all the pieces together still, but then after that, he's got to figure out stuff on his own, and then we'll see how good of a head coach he actually is. Well, and if Arians is going front office, you know, maybe he's still got a little say in the poll, like, hey, this is who we want to draft. This is kind of the route we want to go. You know, he's still going to be in Todd Bowles' ear, chirping a little bit, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I I think it was a great move for – for Arians to retire, like he's 
he's burnt out of coaching, dude. He's 60 years old. He doesn't want to coach anymore. So moving to front office, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, and he got his Super Bowl. That's what he wanted. So, yeah, um, yeah I definitely agree with that. Um, so uh, uh, other news as well in the NFL, the overtime rules officially changing for the postseason. Uh, and we kind of all know this was due to the um, – Buffalo Bills Chiefs game that everyone made a big deal about because, you know, the Bills never got a chance to go down the field and, um, you know, score as well to tie it up again. Now, I, I think you know a little bit more about it than I do. Is it you, you – if the first team goes down and scores whatever, the other team has to get the same or better when they get their possession – but what if they match it? Do they continue just having to match back and forth until someone wins? No. Um, so what it is is uh, each team has a has a chance to possess the ball. So no matter what, if the first team goes down and scores a touchdown, second team has to go down and score a touchdown, and then it's then it's sudden death at that point. It's next point wins. Doesn't matter who it is, what it is. So you had a chance to to stop the other team, and then you have the ball. If you fail to stop the other team and you still score, then you have to stop the team a second time and keep them from time. kicking a field goal. Yeah. So that that's how it's going to work out. Is it, it you both have a chance if the score is still tied after both after both teams have a possession, then it goes to sudden death. So basically, what it is now, except for you can't win it by a touchdown. Yeah, you know, that's that's the only difference. Like because. Right now, if both teams possess the ball and both teams kick a field goal after a possession of both teams, next score wins. Even if but it's if you, a field goal. Yeah, yeah. but if you stop the team and they don't score anything and then you go down and kick a field goal, it's game over because you both possess the ball. So that's, that's, really, that's really the only difference that, that it's making is it's giving the other team an opportunity to match. Yeah. Yes. Season is still going to be if the other team goes down, scores a touchdown, it's over. Yeah. So it's only during the playoffs that both teams get a chance to possess the ball. Which I think is kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know why they don't do that during the regular season as well, because a lot of those games can kind of determine who's going to get into the playoffs or not. So, you know, those games matter too. (laughs) Maybe the playoffs. I think what it is is the playoffs is going to be the test to determine how it works and if it works properly. If it works, they may move it to the regular season, um, but you have a better chance at more ties if you're doing it during the regular season. Because that's the thing, in the playoffs, you cannot tie. You're going to play until it's over, until somebody gets that final score. So say first team goes down, scores a touchdown, second team goes down, scores a touchdown, and then they just play back and forth without either team scoring, it goes into second overtime third overtime, fourth overtime, whatever it needs until one of the teams score. Where in the regular season, if you're tied at the end of overtime, it's a tie. Yeah, It's not a win, it's not a loss. But in the playoffs, you don't have that opportunity because one team has to move on. Yeah, that's true. I guess with having that tie, it kind of does play a factor uh, with that as well. So. I mean, we've seen that where, like, a team will tie and then all of a sudden the playoff scenario is, like, all kinds of crazy because of a tie, you know. It's like, oh, well, 
who who was it? One team, wasn't it like the Jaguars still had a chance, even though they had only won like two games or something because someone tied. It was something nuts like that. <laughs> yeah, if they had won out, they would have gotten into the playoffs. I think that was like week ten. They were like <laughs> two and eight, and they were like, if the, if they win out, they could actually make the playoffs because of this tie. <laughs> That's so crazy. So, I mean, right. yeah, so tie, ties, I guess that is true, uh, you know, plays a factor in with that. So that's understandable. So um, so we'll see how that plays out. It was interesting because, you know, there was a lot of overtime in the playoffs this past year or past season or however you want to phrase it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> Watch, there won't be, like, any overtimes <laughs> now for the next well, coming playoff. <laughs> well, like um... – if you look at it, like the – who was it? The Ravens. It was the Ravens and Steelers and the Colts that were all super close to getting into the playoffs this year, this last year, right? And the Raiders beating the Chargers kicked the Chargers out. And the Steelers got in because they tied the Lions. Had they lost to the Lions, it would have been either the Colts or the Ravens going in. I don't remember which one it was but it wouldn't have been the Steelers if they had lost to the Lions. But they yeah. tied the Lions <laughs> and they got into the playoffs. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how many games actually go into overtime to actually see how this works out in the playoffs. Uh, like I said, it'd be funny if none of the games went into overtime so you don't even get to see the rule change even take into effect. Um, right. But we'll, we'll see with that. Um, playoff games, I mean, obviously teams are, are – they're supposed to be the top team. So, I mean, those, those games are usually pretty close anyways. Um, but we had a lot of overtimes this past season and it was nuts. Um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, so the other thing for NFL, uh, they announced, uh, the, um, Detroit lions will be hosting hard knocks this season. The, uh, you know, glamorous and, uh, you know, the, highly sought after Detroit Lions team. Um, obviously your first reaction there, not very excited about this. Dude, I've met like five Lions fans in my entire life, <laughs> like five. And they've been fans since Barry Sanders. Yeah. Like what the hell? Why are they doing hard knocks for the Lions? Like, that's going to ruin their ratings. They're not going to have people watching him. <laughs> I'll watch it just because I'm obsessed with the show. But, yeah, like casual watchers, yeah, they'll just be like, well, no, nothing interests me in this, you know. So, <laughs> um, and it'll be interesting to see who they focus on. You know, obviously, the coach that they have there, it's only his second season, so they'll focus in on him. Um, whoever they get in the draft, obviously, is their first uh, pick will – uh, be focused on um, Jared Goff. I'm assuming he's already been on Hard Knocks before, so I'm assuming they'll probably focus on that as well. And I, I talking about his transition, I think they're going to focus a lot on the wide receiving core. It's like, bless you, but like Amon Ra, Ross St. Brown, like that dude's a monster. He's so good, and he's we'll, he's, we'll he's on a shitty team. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, he kind of came into his own, obviously, this season. Towards the end, he made a big fan. Like they weren't winning, but... <laughs> but 
football push, but not an actual like uh, getting a W push. But we'll see if they can like continue that that chemistry, or if people will actually pick them up like in their draft, like during the draft instead of you know just picking them up in free agency. So it'll be interesting to see his stock if it's going to keep on going up or not. Um, I think now a lot of the focus will be at least for me is the HBO's in season hard knocks. Um, the Colts one was amazing. I enjoyed every episode. I loved it. Um, got to see a lot with the the owner, which was cool and got to see a lot with the, the head coach. Um, some of the players too. I mean, they could have kept a lot of these things private, but like, I know the one, like the center, you know, lose losing uh, their child, like, um, before she was born and like the way that the Colts organization like handled that. And it could have been a lot of it because they were on hard knocks, but even if it was, I, I still praise the Colts organization on how they handled it and the way they supported him and his family. So, so well, so I loved every minute of it. So I think I'm more excited about the in season hard knocks to see which team they'll pick. Um, it usually doesn't start until like week five, or something like that, like five or six. So I'd love, I'd love to see the 49ers on there. Uh, yeah, that could be interesting, especially depending what they do with Jimmy G. Um, Cause obviously he's still not traded. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming people are not throwing off, throwing out too many offers is why, um, even though there's some teams that still need an average quarterback, <laughs> you know, um, there's some teams out there. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of them that could could probably go for Jimmy G right now. Um, Dude, the Colt, the Colts could have, but they went for Matt Ryan, like washed up Matt Ryan. They're hoping it's going to be like a rejuvenation for Matt Ryan, like it'll like spark something, having a good defense again, having a, a top running game again. Because I mean, when when they made their Super Bowl run, they they had a pretty decent running game. Obviously, they had Julio Jones like in his prime, which helped a lot. Um, and with Julio Jones being a free agent, the Colts are pushing to get him right now um, to get that Matt Ryan and him connection again. Which if I was Julio Jones, I, I would jump on top of it. Why not? You already know you have a good connection with him. It's a pretty decent team, you know. Uh, especially with that defense. So I, I, if I was him, I would I would highly consider looking into it. And, of course, you know, we have no idea where he's going as of right now. A lot of these top-name free agents out there still haven't been signed. So the Bobby Wagners, Stephon Gilmores, um, Tyron Matthew, like, you know. There's a lot still. There really is. And I don't know what it is. If it's just like money negotiations, like they're not getting the offers that they want or what's, what's going on with it. Um, I know the Rams with Aaron Donald, they're still trying to figure out his contract. They're still trying to get uh, OBJ as well. Um, I saw a report today that they were trying to get something done for Cooper cup as well. So I don't know if they're trying to do something to help out with his contract too. Cause I mean, he had one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest seasons, at least uh, last season, with Matthew Stafford. So they, I think they're trying to do something for his contract too to kind of keep him happy. Um, and isn't he still on his rookie contract? He might he's be. 
I think he's on year – I think last year was year four, so they had the fifth-year option for this upcoming year, so he's still on a rookie contract. It could be could be this is year four. I don't know. But they definitely want to get an extension done with him. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, of course, the the other big thing that we didn't get to talk about was the uh, Devontae Adams, you know, going to uh, – at least I don't think we were able to talk about that. No, because it happened after. So our last uh, podcast that we did with Larry, Larry said, oh, Devontae Adams is going to go to the Raiders. And I said, no way we're going to pay the price that the Packers are asking for. I'm like, we're not going to do that. The Raiders will not make that trade. They made the damn trade the next day. <laughs> yeah, I remember because then Larry messaged us and was like, see, I told you. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I'm excited for it. I'm definitely excited for it. But what the hell? Like, made me look like a fool as a Raiders fan. I was like, yeah, we're not going to make that trade. And then we made that trade. And then we made him the richest freaking wide receiver in the league at five years, 120. Yeah, it was five years, 121 million a year. So it was like just, just, uh, under, it was like 28 million a year total or something like that. And then Tyreek gets traded and gets four years, 120 million for 30 million a year. So Tyreek's now the richest wide receiver. You know Cooper Cup's going to want to be up in that range. <laughs> but the Raiders right now are also doing – they're in contract talks with uh, for an extension for Derek Carr as well. And he wants upwards of like $40 million a year, but he said he'd take a pay cut if we went out and got Devontae Adams. So I'm wondering if he's willing to take that pay cut and drop down to like 28 to $30 million a year, you know? Make the same amount as your receiver. Prove that we can actually win now that we're, they've put all the tools around him. You know, they've upgraded and beefed up the defense. We haven't done shit with our offensive line. But, dude, we have freaking Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro as our receiving core. With Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake coming out of the backfield. Like, that is a beast offense. But I do know one thing, and I'll shout this out to the rooftop. This year, Derek Carr is going to prove all the haters wrong. That he's not a shitty quarterback. Like I see so many posts about how bad Derek Carr is. And I'm like, he's, he's like second highest completion percentage in his career. So you think he's going to pull like a Matthew Stafford where he has like the, the, the talent around him to be able to finally prove and be like, Hey, you know, I told you the whole time, like, you know, this, this is what I needed. So basically you're saying he's going to pull a Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I could see, I don't, I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. Don't don't give me that. And I'm not going to sit and say this is our year. Blah blah blah. Like no, it's bullshit. He has he has great camaraderie with all three of the receivers. He really does. And then we've got Brian Edwards and uh, Demarcus Robinson that are like kind of the number three, number four receivers. We got we got speedsters. You know we've got guys with hands. We've got big guys. We've got guys that are amazing. Like, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro are two of the best receivers in the league, I think. Devontae Adams, definitely top five. Absolutely top five. And then you've got Hunter Renfro, who's probably the best slot receiver in the entire game. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of, like, a Julia Edelman-type guy, you know? More Wes Welker. Wes Welker, too, yeah. You throw, throw a ball at him, he's going to catch it, and he'll take a hit. Yeah. Or he'll juke you out of your damn shoes. Like that dude, I've, I've watched some of his routes. He has some of the cleanest routes and 
Like he jukes people out of their shoes. Literally. Like there's (laughs) been defenders that have like, he, he does this little cut and then he cuts back and then he cuts back again. And like the defender falls down and their shoes fall off. Like, holy crap. Cause they're trying to keep up with him. Yeah. He was a, he was a fifth round pick. Yeah. Like that's insane. I mean, yeah, that was the same with Cooper Cup. He was like a third or fourth round pick or something like that. And <laughs> now he's a Super Bowl MVP. Like, it's just, right? That's, that's, that's nuts. So, um, yeah, I definitely see the comparison there for sure. Uh, so, if Derek Carr, if he doesn't do it, then he's kind of SO on his career with the Raiders. Yep. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think they can really was it called like cater to any more keeping him around basically it's like we, we we gave you what you needed and you still couldn't get it done and then you know <laughs> then you'd be out the door um it's like you said you know Tyreek Hill going to the Dolphins Tua is kind of in the same position now of like okay you have Tyreek Hill you have uh Waddle you have um Raheem Mostert Raheem Mostert yeah that's I was trying Mike to Gusecki. Yeah, yeah, Mike Gusecki. You have all the tools. So it's just like, again, I think Miami's like, all right, you get one year. <laughs> if not, then <laughs> we're, we're going to get somebody else. You know, you're a bust. So so I think the biggest thing they're going to have to look at with Derek Carr, because last year he put up 4,800 yards. He had 4,800 yards, 27 touchdowns, 14 picks. You know, I mean – the offensive line was atrocious. He got hit a lot. He had nine fumbles, I think, last year. So, I mean, his stat line was kind of hurting a little bit other than his yardage. He's able to complete the long ball. He's able to be there. Our offensive line sucked. But we had the 31st-ranked defense, 31st against the pass. We had, like, 19th against the run. But when you're 31st against the pass and your team's giving up 35-plus points a game, like, it's hard for a quarterback to come back from that, even though Derek Carr has the most uh, comeback wins in the fourth quarter or overtime of any quarterback since he came into the league. Yeah. But I think one of the things you're going to have to look at is if, if our defense is in the top 15, which with everybody that we've picked up, it should be. Absolutely should be. You know? If our defense is in the top 10 or top 15 and we have all these weapons around Derek Carr, if he doesn't get it done, that's an issue. But if our defense is back in the bottom, like 10 again, and he throws for 5,000 yards and like 40 touchdowns and five interceptions or 10 interceptions, and we can't get it done. We can't really hold that against Derek Carr. Like, the team cannot hold that against Derek Carr. If the team's giving up 35-plus points a game, that's not something you can hold against a quarterback. That's against the defense. Like, our defense needs to step up. But if Derek Carr is causing this by throwing massive amounts of picks or fumbling the ball consistently, like he has been the last couple years, then, yeah, then we need to look at, okay, Derek, you're not keeping the defense off the field to rest. So, of course, they're not going to be that good. You know, there's a lot of stipulations that need to go behind that, but – I, I think this is a year that Derek Carr actually does prove the haters wrong and prove that he's better than his brother was. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's already <laughs> proven that to be honest, but um, yeah, we'll, well, we'll, 
we'll see with that. I think he's already proven. I mean, because he's lasted longer in the league already than his brother had. So his brother has a Super Bowl ring. He has a backup. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's got a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that Super Bowl ring came from beating the Patriots. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so he's Sitting got a ring. Good old Eli. Um, I, the the problem with Carr is his record. It's fifty-seven and seventy through his career. The only yeah. person that has a worse winning record as a starting quarterback was his brother. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you don't want that as your your uh, legacy for sure. Um, so I don't think we were able to talk about this either. Uh, I don't think it happened with the last podcast. Um, so Deshaun Watson um, signing. Well, not signing, but being traded to the Cleveland Browns um, and getting basically all of his money guaranteed, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> so was it, it like five years, two hundred and fifty million or something like that? Yeah, or was it like it four years, two hundred. For four years. Four years, two hundred and thirty million, fully guaranteed, and they don't even know if he's going to be able to play because he's got a, a federal indictment on him. Yeah, and the uh, the Browns give up three first round picks and two other additional ones, so they I think gave it was up like a third and a fifth. Yeah, they they gave up a lot to to bring him to Cleveland, and now basically Baker is. Like, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, he was requesting to be traded anyways, even when the Browns said that they weren't in the running anymore. And they were like, oh, no, JK, <laughs> uh, Baker, you're our guy. And he was like, uh, no, I'm still gone. And so I think Baker kind of forced their hands to give Watson that fully guaranteed <laughs> money. So that way he would come because Baker already basically was like, well, I'm out the door. I don't care. Um, still hasn't been traded. So, you know, Baker's still on the team, but I know Baker and the type of personality he is, he probably will refuse to play if he doesn't get traded. So, you know, and then, like you said, uh, Deshaun Watson might not even be able to play. If he does play, like, he's missed almost two years already. Like, how good is he actually still going to be? Um, you know, all of these things are kind of up in the air. What throws me for a loop is like PFF and ESPN and NFL. They all have Deshaun Watson as like the number three quarterback in the league. I'm like, how? <laughs> how is he above like a Matt Stafford or um, blah, brain fart, uh, Tom Brady? He's above like Russell Wilson. Like, how is he above all these guys when he hasn't played for two years? Like, you don't know what he's going to come back into. You don't know if he's kept in shape. Yeah. And then the simple fact that the Browns skyrocketed as Super Bowl favorites after they made the trade. Um, you know, of course, they, they got Amari Cooper as well in the free agency. Um, I, I still don't think the Browns still have enough to do anything, really, to be honest. Um I mean, yeah, Deshaun will have a great run game, obviously. Um, they, they, the Browns have had a great run game with Chubb. Um, but, you know, the defense, you know, where is that going to be at? You know, that hasn't always lived up to the 
standards that it was it had on paper. On paper, it seemed like, oh, man, they're going to be beasts on defense. And then Miles Garrett was the only good thing. So, you know, it's – I just don't think they still have the pieces to put anything together just because they have Deshaun Watson. I don't think they magically jump up. Apparently they have better Super Bowl odds than the Bengals and the Bengals freaking went out and beefed up their offensive line, like hardcore. Um, And and, and only lost like two people on defense. Yeah. Lost one of their defensive tackles to the Raiders and then one of their linebackers to another team. I think it was the Rams that he went to. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember. But they lost two of their starters on defense. Like, they still have a, a, a really stacked defense. Yeah, so it makes no sense to me. I would definitely put the, the Bengals right now, at least on paper, over the Browns, at least when it comes to the Super Bowl odds. So, um, and like you said, we don't even know if Deshaun's going to play or not. We'll see how many people draft him in fantasy just to keep him on their bench and be like, well, if he plays, I'll put him in, <laughs> you know? So yeah, we'll, we'll see who, who, who is willing to take a risk on him basically. And the Browns are willing to take a risk too, you know, I think because they've already started the process of like, you know, he doesn't have a problem. Like he, he, you know, he doesn't need to go to therapy and like, you know, they were saying like the women fan base of the Browns that, you know, they, they, they understand their concerns and like, they're like, you know, we would never, we would never recruit someone or hire someone to the Browns that would, you know, tarnish the reputation of women. And so like we, we've interviewed Deshaun a bunch of times and we we believe that you know what he's saying is true and so they've already started the process of like okay we're going to get a lot of backlash for this and we're going to get a lot of people i mean it was like when the eagles took uh michael vick when he first got out of prison you know they 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 were they had a huge backlash when when he was when he got on the team so I think the Browns are going to have a lot of that as as well with having Deshaun on there. They'll have people like protesting outside and stuff like that. I bet. No, it's really funny. I had I watched this TikTok the other day, and it was this guy. So they always have like um, football, like pick your dream team or whatever. Pick your team that's going to go to the Super Bowl, and you have to have like a quarterback, a running back. two wide receivers and a tight end and a defense or an O-line or whatever. Well, this guy did a funny one. He was like, your prison NFL team. And it was like two quarterbacks, one running back, uh, two wide receivers, a tight end, and then a free agent. And he was like, number one quarterback, Michael Vick. Because <laughs> he, he's a dog. Well, at least he fight dogs. And then number two, Ben Rapisberger. <laughs> And then he goes off like the running back was Ray Rice. Uh, wide receiver was like Henry Ruggs. I don't remember who the other wide receiver was. Uh, and then it was the tight end, Aaron Hernandez. And then the free agent is uh, Deshaun Watson, possibly. <laughs> possibly. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably Alvin Kamara in there as his running back. Yeah, that's another thing. Like this whole like – Offseason has been so crazy, everybody forgot that Alvin Kamara got arrested for beating somebody up outside of a club. Yep. <laughs> like, that's just, like, old news. Like, nobody remembers it. But, hey, it happened. <laughs> it happened, yeah. Oh, it happened. <laughs> yes, this is this is very true. It happened. Um, 
So yeah, I don't, I don't think there was anything else that we missed out on that happened unless there's something that you can think of that we missed with having that bye week last week. There was so much, dude. I don't know what was when. Like, there's been so many, like, well, I went over. Yeah, I mean, I went over our Facebook page, uh, Sports Harder Podcast, for whoever wants to go and uh, follow that and look at that. Um, our, I tried to put, like, all the um, – all the stuff that we missed, I tried to post it on there, and I, I'm pretty sure I've gone over every single thing. So I think, I think we're good there. No, there, there was a funny thing. Um, after the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, they went out and signed Marquez Valdez Scantling, the number three receiver, number four receiver for the Packers, to three years, thirty million dollars. They gave him ten million a year on the Chiefs, and he's supposed to be like the number two receiver for the Chiefs because he's fast. The dude had Aaron Rodgers throwing to him and had more drops than any other receiver in the NFL. Like, why are you paying him $10 million a year? Like, you think he's going to be amazing for the Chiefs? No. Like, nobody's even going to guard him because he can't catch the damn ball. <laughs> like, yeah. you, th- you think because Patrick Mahomes is throwing to him that he's going to do better than Aaron Rodgers throwing to him? Aaron Rodgers is one of the most accurate quarterbacks to ever grace the NFL. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, so real quick before we move into NBA rankings, we'll go over that real quick. Um, I just wanted to do a quick, quick shout out with uh, spring training for baseball right now. The yeah. Cardinals and the Nationals play today. Did you see the score or no? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, you didn't see the score, so don't look it up. Guess what the score, the final score was. Twenty-one to seventeen. That's actually really close. 29 to 8, the Cardinals. 29? Yeah, 29 to 8, Cardinals. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, for spring training. (laughs) So, just to throw out, like, crazy scores, um, did you see that the Penguins for hockey, Pittsburgh Penguins, set a record? First Uh, First team, first hockey team ever to score 11 goals. In regulation. Dang. <laughs> they scored 11 goals in regulation. First team to ever do it. That's crazy. Right? Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, though, because that was like a football score, but it was freaking baseball. <laughs> um, so, baseball, yay, it's back. <laughs> At least, uh, you know, spring training. So, um, but, yeah, so, NBA – we haven't been able to talk about that a lot, and it's good because it's starting to get closer and closer to the end of the regular season. Um, let's start with the Eastern Conference. Uh, so as of right now, the Miami Heat are in first. They what's clinched the division, so they've already clinched their division, the Heat have, um, so they're good. The Bucks are in second. The 76ers are third. Uh, Celtics are fourth. Uh, my Chicago Bulls whoop, whoop, are in fifth. Um, the Toronto Raptors are sixth. Um, and then after that, it basically goes into the like play in matchups, which uh, would be seven is the Cleveland Cavaliers, eight is the Brooklyn Nets. Like, what the hell happened to the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> right? 
they traded James Harden and they fell off. Like Harden wasn't doing anything to help them though either, though. It's but just they like, were winning uh, games. They were winning ahead. games when they had Harden. They were in like like sixth place when they yeah, had they, Harden, and then they dropped to eighth. Yeah, I mean they had lost like eight or nine in a row when they had Harden. And then the only two teams that still have a chance is either the New York Knicks or the Washington Wizards um, because the Pacers, the Pistons, and the Magic have all been eliminated. So the, the Knicks or the Wizards still have a chance to, to play in. Now, the East, the East my, my Bulls, uh, I know DeRozan had come out and like basically said that you know the team needs to step up um, that they're not playing as well as what they were at the beginning of the season, and I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm hoping once playoff time comes, playoffs, playoff playing is, like, so much different than actual regular season playing. Like, <laughs> you know, te- teams step it up a lot differently during the, the postseason than they do the regular season. So um, I- I'm hoping – hate, hate were proof of that last year. Yeah, and I and the Bucks I think are still highly favored. I mean, I know they're in second right now, but again, they don't really care about what place they're in. You know, they 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 just care that they're in. And so I think the Bucks kind of have a lot of momentum right now. The 76ers after getting Harden have a lot of momentum right now. Um I I would say those are my top two teams that I feel out of the East. I feel like the 76ers are the Bucks to come out of the East, um, you know, for, for that matchup. Um, let's go over to the West. So the Western conference right now, number one is the Phoenix suns. Um, they have a star. So oh, well, they, they, have the, they have the best record. <laughs> they clinch, they clinched the best league record. So yeah, um, they clinched, they clinched the Western conference. Like, yeah. Um, the Grizzlies, who came out of nowhere, man, they 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 have a lot of momentum right now. They're in second. They they've clinched their division. Um, the Mavericks making a hard push as well. Kind of came out of nowhere. Um, they've uh, clinched a playoff berth already. So the Western Conference already has three teams that have clinched. Um, Golden State there in fourth place. Uh, the Denver Nuggets in fifth. Uh, the Utah Jazz in sixth, which the Jazz are kind of more going downhill here recently because they keep on blowing these big leads. Um, they were up by like 21 points last night and lost <laughs> to the Clippers. Um, and then the the play-in game uh, matchups are seventh place is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, eight is the LA Clippers. Nine is the Pelicans. Like, really? The Pelicans? Um, yeah, the Pelicans are solid, dude. And then the tenth is the Lakers, which I thought I saw somewhere. I read an article that they were they were out of the play the the play in because um, they Not lost yet. they lost to um, the Mavericks, but it looks like they're still they still have a shot. Um, yeah, they're they're half a game up on San Antonio right now to be in the tenth spot. San Antonio's in the eleventh spot, half a game behind them. Gosh, but the Lakers have lost three straight in their last ten. They're three and seven. <laughs> they, have a, a, they have a losing record. 
31 and 44. Like, it's crazy. And they were supposed to be like one of the top contenders, and they might not even get into the playoffs if the freaking Spurs overtake them. Um, and then the other two teams that have a chance are the Kings, excuse me, and the Trailblazers. Um, the OKC, uh, or, yeah, well, yeah, OKC is uh, is eliminated. Sorry, my good friend. And then the Rockets have been eliminated as well. I knew my team wasn't doing anything this year. Like, we don't have any superstars on our team. Like, yeah. the closest we have is Shy Gilgis Alexander. And then that rookie kid, Josh, or yeah, it's Josh something. I can't remember his last name. But that kid's been spectacular. Like, he's yeah. won, he, he won rookie of the month like three months in a row. Because yeah, he's, I, been a, he's almost averaging a triple double. Gosh. Yeah, I I would say the Western Conference is uh, I feel like a lot more stacked than the Eastern Conference. Like I feel like the top four teams all could have a, a chance. Like the Suns could, the Grizzlies could, the Mavericks could, and the Warriors. Like, the Jazz, the Jazz, and the Nuggets could be in there too. Like if they come playoff and they play like they should, like you can't count out Jokic and you can't count out Mitchell. Like. It's all dependent on on how well they play as a team, you know, that because the Jazz have beaten all of the teams above them. The Grizzlies or the Nuggets have beat all the teams above them. So, I mean, you can't really count those guys out either. If they make a good push at the end of the season and and push like the Jazz are on a five game losing streak. I think that's their first five game losing streak all year. But so, I mean, we'll, we'll see what they do. Here's hoping that they play better, but many games left before it will be the postseason. Um, yeah, there's like six or seven games left for most teams. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm trying to see here. Like the Suns have six more. Yeah, it looks uh, like April sixth. Have April sixth. It's done. Yeah. So April, yeah, April 6th will be, or not April 6th, sorry, April 10th. So April 10th will be the last games, and then and then that'll be it. Maybe I'll that throw will... some bets down on in Vegas. What, so you, ba- you said you, you are? <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe. maybe. So throw like, throw like 40 bucks down and see if I can win <laughs> some money off some games. Um. So, I mean, you know, obviously I'll be cheering for my Bulls. Uh, I think we could at least get out of the first round. But after that, I'm not so sure because we can't rely on DeRozan and Levine to carry the team, like, come playoff time for six games. So, but I feel like we could at least get out of the first round. Um, and then, like I said, the the West, you know, obviously I'll, I'll root for the Jazz. They're kind of my second team. But I feel like the Suns are kind of just superior to everybody else and um, also the Grizzlies. And I think Morant should honestly be MVP this year. Like, I, yeah. I think we should give it to yeah. him. Absolutely. Like, Memphis was in the dumpster last year. They were a dumpster fire last year. They're second freaking place. <laughs> like, and I nobody can really catch them. Yeah. In the second place, and that well, they can't catch the Suns either because they only have six games left or seven games left, something like that, maybe five. But yeah, they have five games left. But dude, their John Morant has stepped up and shown that he's a superstar. 
Yeah. And he's not just not just some college guy that came in and started playing. Like he's he's definitely a superstar. And they don't even have a big three in Memphis. They have John Morant. <laughs> yeah, and they've been stepping up on defense like so hard. Like they kind of have the old school mentality of like play hard defense and then, you know, let your superstar do the scoring. <laughs> like, you know, just let Morant like take the take over the game, you know. So they they kind of have an old school mentality and I and it's definitely showing through and proven proving, you know, to be good. Um, I kind of want the Suns to win. I feel bad that they didn't win last season. I felt like they should have, you know, so um, and I want, you know, Chris Paul to get his his ring, you know, so he can just call it good. Um, Devin Booker kind of stepped up last season and proved that he is a superstar. So, you know, um, some of these younger guys are finally stepping up and trying to take over the roles of people that should be leaving like a LeBron or, <laughs> you know, people like that. So I think the Lakers kind of disperse next season. I feel like they're not going to be able to, I don't, I, I don't think Anthony Davis will be happy. I think he'll want out, you know, cause Westbrook is causing all kinds of rifts and um, you know, LeBron, I think might finally be like, okay, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Like I can't so, be a GM and a player. Like <laughs> so speaking of, speaking of Westbrook, the Lakers have already come out and said that they're gonna try to offload him somewhere. They're gonna try to trade him off simply because of what he's owed next year. Well yeah, that's a good reason for, to do it too then. For next year, Russell Westbrook is owed fifty one point eight million dollars. Dang. <laughs> for one year. It's because, year. well, they gave him this max contract, but they did like a little bit the first couple of years when he was with OKC, and then they traded him to Houston, and then Houston traded him to Washington, Washington traded him to um, the Lakers. Well, the Lakers end up getting the last two years, which is where the bulk of that contract <laughs> was. Yeah, it was like five years, hundred eighty million or something like that that they gave him. So. Lakers got hit this year with half of the half of his his salary because Washington got hit with the other half, which I think it was like forty something million this year. Next year is the final year of the contract, and it's the bulk of his contract at fifty one point eight million dollars, and it's all due if he's still on the team after a certain date. So they're going to have a hard time offloading him because of that contract. And because of the the cancer he's become on the teams that he's been on, like I loved Westbrook when he first came into the league with him and Durant and Harden on the team. And then, you know, like we had OKC had a great team. And then he just got too cocky for his own shoes. And he was like, I'm the best player there is. And he's not. Yeah, no, that's true. So it'll be interesting to see what team. wraps up a lot of things for us unless there's uh, something that else that you wanted to add in that we left out um no not really <laughs> cool well uh we will call it good then and uh we will end as we always do with our uh, 
hashtags Earl Thomas still not signed. <laughs> and and then we can we can actually start up the Jadavion Clowney still not signed again because he's still not signed. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we had, we could go through like a whole list now as we like you know Bobby Wagner still not signed, <laughs> Jadavion Clowney still not signed, uh, Stephon Gilmore still not signed. <laughs> but but the whole thing started with Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, I, I started it with yeah. Jadavion Clowney, and then it went yeah. to Earl Thomas because he finally got signed by the Titans, and then got traded to the Browns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then our other one, uh, hashtag thirty for thirty, Florida Gators. Uh, Larry has sent me links of people on different like social medias, basically um, sharing the same idea, and he's like, he's like, see, it's catching on. Like other people think it should be made as well, and I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, Larry. <laughs> I was like, I'm not surprised that other people have thought of it as well. I mean, it is, it would be a good idea. So. We'll, we'll keep that going. The hashtag thirty for thirty Florida Florida Gators, um, and then uh, as always, you can catch us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Anchor, all the major podcast areas. Uh, you can look at our lovely mugs on uh, YouTube. Um, and like, you can, subscribe, and share. Yep, you can like it, subscribe, it, share with your friends. Uh, March Madness is still going on. Uh, we still have our contest going. Uh, we'll know more. It's very close right now. Um, RJ, if you're listening, he might still have a chance to take it for both of us. Uh, if Kansas goes all the way and wins it, you win, you win the contest, man, and you, you get so, the hot sauce. But if Kansas wins it, he wins. If Villanova wins it, I win. If Duke wins, you win. That's, that's all that's left. That's it's all that's left. Three. That's it. <laughs> so uh, this Saturday, it's going to be some big games. Uh, definitely watch it. So, you know, uh, Duke, North Carolina, huge rivalry, huge. And it's going to determine who's going to go to the uh, the college championship. Um, and then uh, Villanova in Kansas. And um, I have Duke and Villanova in the final. So if both of them win, I'm going to be solid. Um, but um, and then I have Duke winning it all. Um, so I have we'll winning it all. Yep, and you have Villanova. So uh, we'll 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 see who takes it. And uh, so keep an eye on that. And we we haven't forgotten about it. We're still doing it. Um, yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, like, share, subscribe. Let your friends know. Let everybody know. So that way they'll listen. We can get some more views and stuff like that. We can do some more contests, have some more fun with it. Um, but until then, we will catch you guys next week. Same time, same place on the flip side. Peace. Deuces.